Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by gemrate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit gemrate.com. It's free. Sponsored by Collects, the free app that shows you the value of your card collection. Scan and catalog your cards, follow other users, and buy and sell with other collectors. That's Collects, C-O-L-L-X. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. everybody and welcome to TTM cast your sports collectibles podcast where we talk TTMing that's through the mail if you don't know that by now right right through exactly cards we talk cards we talk autographs we talk collecting and a whole lot more and that's whatever Drew Pelto wants to talk about that is in his contract we have to make sure it's safe and he can talk about Australian rules football until he's blue in the face he is a lot yes. of <laughs> Welcome, Drew. My name is Jeff Baker. I am your host of the program. This is my favorite time of the week to talk autographs and collecting with you guys. And I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Drew Pelto from Dallas, Texas. Hey, Drew. Hey, good to be here as always. To go with that Australian rules football, unfortunately, there has not been a whole lot to talk about with uh, North Melbourne this year. So, yeah. I know. It, will, uh, it, is, a, it is a fun game to watch. And, and it is, I did, yes. let, Let's start with first your your fight with the post office i know you got some of your cards did you get your gold equipment i have not yet but that one looks like it is customs is to be blamed they're not the postal service so i'm gonna give it you know a couple more days because uh customs said they got in on the 21st and typically they say it takes you know three to four days sometimes up to a week depending on traffic and if it has to be held for any extra reason it might take longer than that and you never know how long so i can give it a few extra days i mean the company that i bought my goalie gear from said it probably won't be there till the 29th so it's like all right that's monday i can give it all the way up until like the 30th 31st if i need to because you know holiday weekend and all that so sure i'm willing to give it a few days there but yeah it's like uh please just get to me i'd I'd like to be able to have the stuff for wednesday that'd be nice so now does jen go to these games she doesn't she went to them a few times early on there uh, but uh yeah she hasn't uh she hasn't said i've made my comeback i want want video we we need some video you got to put up on your your youtube channel of you in the in net I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do at some point there. How are we doing on the band? We you, Did we find a new band yet? Uh, no. One of my former bandmates, he had talked to me about uh, possibly uh, joining one that he was trying to form. Uh, the problem is it would take me an hour each way to commute for practices. I'm like, uh, I and did that last And you got to your drum set too, right? I actually have never owned my own drum set. Oh, really? I always play somebody else. It's, that's uh, Yeah, that's the one benefit I have there is that I always say, hey, look, if you have a drum set, I will play it but I don't have my own. And they said, well, we've got one over here. So you but should, I'm like, you should check ahead. Facebook marketplaces. My son's a drummer, right? And yeah. we, pick, we picked, we got a drum set uh, for free on Facebook yeah. marketplace. And it's a nice drum set. It's not like, you know, it, it's not something that, that uh, I don't know Ringo Starr is going to play, but right. let's see how many drummers I know, yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's good. He plays it all the time. And it sounds yeah. great. And it, it's, it's nice. And, you know, people, a lot of times drums and pianos, people are, you know, they don't they, they they don't want to do it anymore and they want to get rid of this this stuff 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, my problem is I'm in a one-bedroom apartment, so there's no place for me to put it and no place for me to play it around here. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I've never had my own set. I just play somebody else's, and that works out fine for me. And uh, I know. I think it's time for you to get, get the Dreamcastle so that you can have your your own uh, TTM room with all your, your, your man cave stuff and a drum, yeah. dr- drum set. You're in. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we've talked about that. The problem is, I mean, trying to save up money for a down payment on a house where everything's skyrocketing in price right now. It's like, yeah, this probably isn't going to be happening anytime soon. But I know. And the, and the interest rates aren't helping at all. Right. That's it. So how are we doing on uh, YouTube? I know you, you posted a video last week. How, how's the uh, how, how's the, the, the videos going? It's good. Actually, it's been two weeks since I posted one. I'm going to have another two week one coming up here this uh, this week because I was too mad at the post office with the whole uh, with the. Uh, one of the items I'll talk about later on when we get into TTMs there. I was too mad at them to really go and post anything up on Monday like I was originally planning. So, uh, yeah, I haven't done – didn't do last week's one, but we'll have a two-week one here this time. That that seems to be kind of the going rate for me here the last couple of weeks or so. Well, very cool, guys. Follow Drew. He is DFW Graffer on uh, Instagram and on Twitter and on um, YouTube. Follow him. He's always posting cool stuff. Check out his videos. And um, – He's he's all he's always posting some cool stuff. So make sure you you, you follow Drew on social media. He had a big TTMer return this week, and we, we'll talk about that a little later in the show. Uh, we got I can't believe Drew. I'm talking about this. My Celtics are still alive. I don't know how they're 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 still alive. They, we're we're recording this on Saturday the 27th, right? And it is um, we got a game tonight, and I don't know. I think they may have a shot to win tonight. What do you think? I think so. I mean, if you look at when that series was 3-0, several players even said, you know, don't give us one. Do not give us one, because if you do, you're going to, we'll take four. So I, it could possibly happen. I don't know. So You know what? Just from the sheer fandom of it, and you're you're kind of on the outside looking in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime you get a game seven, it's great. Anytime you can get somebody that came back from down 3-0, to even have a, a sniff at winning the turn, the, uh, series that that's good for for sports as well so i i'm hoping that celtics win tonight just so we get the game seven uh on a selfish note and sometimes the, this celtic team uh, confounds me because they're, they're so good but they're they just forget how to play basketball in <laughs> 20 minute uh, time frames and they just i don't know i, I can't I, they're they're a tough team to like if you know what i mean yeah, I definitely get that. I mean, especially they're going in as the number one team out of the East too. It's like you, if there's anybody who's going to come down from or come back from being down three, it's going to be a number one team going up against a number eight like that. But yeah, it's, I can definitely see how they're uh, kind of a love hate relationship there. Well, and your stars, they got, they got a win, which I can't believe finally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Ben is a total freaking donk obviously, but uh, yeah. Um, Again, I am not a Stars fan. Please, please do not. No, do not I know, I know. I'm just saying because you're, you live in you live in Dallas. Do, they, do you yeah. think they have enough to extend the series to keep it oh, going? God, no, no, not at all. I mean, Vegas, Vegas just took some stupid penalties last game. That's all it came down to. I mean, some defensive lapses as well. I don't know what Alec Martinez was thinking on two of those goals, but uh, yeah, I I don't think that Vegas is going to be dropping four in a row to uh, bow out of things. So no, no hopefully just, they don't at least. No, it's amazing. Uh, Clemente and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago is that usually in hockey, you, you get a goalie that gets hot and, and carries a series, but we really haven't had that this year. No, there has not been one. I mean, if you were to pick the Smythe winner today, it's going to be a forward. It's going to be either Kachuk or it's going to be 
yeah, well, take your pick from Vegas, basically. But no, there has not been that ace goalie. That Jack Eichel has had a good series. There you go. Eichel is a solid choice right there. Yeah, but uh, I mean, my money right now is on Kachuk. I'm hoping that Florida pulls it off. And I mean, come on, he has three game-winning goals out of four games in that previous series. That is absolutely ridiculous to do that. So I know he drives me crazy with that friggin' mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah, yeah but all right but well, let's get let's let, let's start talking about uh, your week how what do you got planned anything big plan for the week yeah or heading down on a saturday and or on sunday and monday both down to cleburne which is about uh half an hour south of fort worth they've got the american association team there i've done some graphing out there at times so uh hopefully gonna go and get those guys down there we've got the chicago dogs coming to town that uh Looking through my stuff here real quick just to see some of the names that are on there. Like, uh, okay, so for Chicago, their pitching coach is Stu Clyburn, who some of you may yeah. know as a former Angel back in the late 80s or so. Their manager is a guy that you're familiar with, Butch Hobson, former Red Sox uh, third baseman. Good to see he's manager. still around. Yeah, he is still Remember when and... Butch Hobson, I think he was a coach at the time, and he, he sent marijuana to himself through the mail. <laughs> That's amazing. That? I didn't know about that, but oh, yeah, that he got great. He got work. caught. Like, nice. Butch, you're not the, you're not the smartest uh Tack in the the sharpest tack in the box, you know. Yeah, but he's a his, good guy. He signs. He's a very yeah. good signer. Yes, he is. He has been great every time that I've seen him there. Um, his kid actually was playing for Chicago for a while. Casey was there, and then uh, oddly enough, his kid got traded. I think over to a team in the uh, Atlantic League, if I remember right. I don't think it was an in league trade because that'd be kind of weird to trade your own kid inside the yeah. league. But a uh, um, couple other guys are there: Brian Schlitter and Nick Green, former pitchers for the Cubs and the in the Yankees organization, respectively. Um, with Cleburne, they've got James Russell as their pitching coach. He's uh, Jeff Russell's son, former Ranger, and uh, James yeah. pitched for the Cubs and the Braves at times. Got Elmer Reyes, who is a former uh, Braves prospect. Logan Watkins is their manager, former Cubs prospect. Uh, Jose Amado is there as their hitting coach, former Royals prospect. Uh, Delano DeShields Jr. just got signed uh, by them here. He's playing uh, oh, wow. center field for them. So former major leaguer right there with both the Rangers and the Indians. Did he play see for the Red guys. Sox too? He might have briefly. I'm not sure. He bounced around a little bit there for a while. Yeah, I think he did. And then after that, we've got uh, the Sioux City, I think it is, Canaries that are coming in. See, the Sioux City Canaries with Sioux Falls Express that are coming in on Monday. So uh, we'll see Vince Fernandez, who's a former uh, Ro- uh, Rockies prospect. Uh, Steve Montgomery, who pitched with the Cardinals organization for a little yep, while. I remember him. Yuri Perez, who made it up with uh, Washington back around 2013 or so. And Jake Sanford, who was in the Yankees organization for a while. So, sure. Yeah, a few he was guys. A big that, you know, at one time, he was a big prospect. I think so. Yeah. So, you know, a few guys who are former, uh, who have some cards out there and stuff. So, pick those up. We'll see if we can get signed out there. Usually, those guys are all great about signing. It's very rare you'll find anybody who doesn't sign. And about as rare you'll find guys that are only one per. So, uh, hopefully, we'll get a bunch done there. What are the crowds like? Very small. We're talking like, you know, one to 2,000 in a stadium that holds 5,000. Okay. So, Decent though, I mean, for a independent minor league that's out in the middle of nowhere like that. You going by yourself? Or are you going going with anybody? Uh, Jen's going to go with me on Sunday. She hasn't been to a game out there yet at all. She's like, yeah, well, go ahead and check one of those out. Nice. So she'll be there with me Sunday, and then I'll go on my on my own on Monday. Speaking of games, I'm actually heading to the Red Sox and Reds on Wednesday. Nice, so that'd be good. And then I've got the Red Sox and Rays on Saturday. So I'll get to see Wander Franco, which is ah, kind of nice. cool. Yep. And hopefully we don't get. Our asses kicked too bad, and I doubt the I doubt there'll be any graphing. But um, I'm, you know, the, the team store they I, I told you last time they had Rich Gale and uh, Oil Can Boyd were there, and I got autographs from them. So I'm going to see, you know, may, maybe there'll be somebody in the team store. You never know. Yep. Uh, yep. But it's been 
the Reds, the Red Sox. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to go watch the the pros. I I love I love doing the minor leagues for you know for the autographs and the, and the ambiance, but nothing like watching the best people. You know the guys. These these they're the best in the world, right? These are the, the best in the world, and it's great watching professional baseball. And when and when you watch baseball, it's summer is right around the corner, right? We're almost almost there. Exactly. Yep. All right, Drew. We have a really fun show uh, this Wednesday coming up. We have Jeff Owens, who is the editor of Sports Collectors digest sports like this digest he, he'll be on we're going to talk to jeff about what's going on in the hobby with all the fanatics moves and um how he sees it's going to fall out and we'll just talk hobby with jeff owens his editor of sports like this digest this saturday today we have uh star wars ttm collector and listener jeff Schiffman will be joining us in collector's corner and we have les wolf les wolf and i are going to talk uh negotiating the Art of Negotiation. So that'll be fun. That's coming up uh, next Saturday. We have Nikki Andrews, who is collecting. She's a TTM collector. He's collecting the 1969 Topps basketball set signed. So we're going to wow. talk to uh, Nick about that. And Clemente Lise and I will be on uh, to talk a little hockey, talk some Tim Horton cards. We'll talk some uh, uh, NHL finals and, and talk about some of, some of the things that are going on in the world of hockey. So that will be coming up next week. Drew, why don't you let everyone know what we got for our regular segments as well? Of course. All of our regular segments will be coming up, including Baker's Dozen, covering all of the news from the previous week all around the hobby. Collector's Corner, as you mentioned, Jay Schiffman is going to be joining us on there. And more with Les from Les Wolf, talking about uh, negotiating. We've got Making the Grade, covering everything in the world of grading in our hobby, getting all the uh, stats and such from that from the previous week. Stamp approval, where Jeff and I give our two thumbs up to something from the previous week. You never know what it's going to be out of us. Vern Rap Minute, where we cover all the deaths in the world of sports, celebrity music, movies, politics, anybody that you might consider TTMing. If they've died, we're going to let you know about that. And of course, the main reason why we all are here are TTM returns. All right, Drew, I think that we set a record, right? This is a record. We haven't given out the email address, I don't think, since the show started. So that we, we might have set a, set a record, right? How do yeah. people contact us? That's uh, pretty simple. Just email us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. We love to hear from you guys. If you're interested in becoming a guest, we love, you know, Collector's Corner. Drop us a line if you have questions for Drew and I. If you have an item that you'd like less to appraise, you can send it to us there as well. We say it's the most powerful email address in the hobby. And would you agree about that, Drew? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, guys, email us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. We love to hear from you. All right. All our housekeeping done. Close the book on that. Next up is Baker's Dozen. That's a bad echo. Bad echo. Bad echo, Drew. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there's always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. don't i don't have it like you but all right guys baker's dozen is a news summary what's been going on in the hobby a lot of stuff going on at first i want to just remember remember remind everyone remember everyone remind right remind 
yeah, I'll get yeah. it. I'll get it right. It's early in the morning. I'll get it right. Guys, our friends at Collects, Collect app, is they're offering a $10 coupon. This is exclusive to TTMcast listeners. All you have to do is send me your name and your email address and put in the title uh, Collects coupon or $10 coupon, and we will do the rest. We'll send your name off to Collects, and then they will send you a coupon. The only thing you guys have to do is you have to make sure that you've downloaded the Collects app because that's the only way you're going to be able to redeem the coupon. So go on Google Play or your app store, download Collects app. It is free. There's all sorts of cool stuff you can check out. Uh, it is outstanding. If you if you go to a card show and you don't have the Collects app, you're going to add a disadvantage, right, Drew? Yeah, you're going to end up paying too much for something at some point if you don't use it. Yep, so check that out. Again, send your, your name and your email address to me at ttmcast at yahoo.com. There you go. The most powerful email address in the hobby. Make sure you mm -hmm. use it and you'll get and you'll get your $10 coupon. So what I'm doing is I'm compiling names. And by every other week, I'm sending a list of names to collects. We've already sent off the first batch. So we're working on a, the second batch. So get your request for $10 coupon in today. Drew, we have some uh, auction news. This is a really kind of cool um, story of how the, the, the item became available and uh, we're talking about the 1992 Jordan Dream Team Game Worn Jersey. It's autographed. Uh, it sold for $3 million at Golden Auction. Um, that is the second most valuable Jordan item. I think the, the uh, Last Dance jersey was the one that sold for the most. But yeah. still, a it's a nice uh, item. And um, this is from Carl uh, Malone's auction off a bunch of his uh, stuff. And Carl Malone's wife, of all people, was in the locker room after a game and all at the Olympics and all the jerseys were just sitting on the ground. Well, lo and behold, she says, Oh, I like those pick those up. So she picked up like nine of them. Yep. And, uh, she, Kyle Malone had the guy sign them all. He put them in frames and now he's auctioning them all off. So just to give you an idea, the Jordan went for $3 million. The library went for 360. The magic Johnson went for 336 and the Charles Barkley went for 230. So there's a lot, a lot of money out there for Mrs. Malone, just picking them up off the ground. Kind of neat, huh? That is, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you'd think that these guys would value a Jersey like that more. I mean, that's a gold medal, but okay, fine. You've got the medal, I guess. It's kind of the big thing with it there. So the yep. Jersey just kind of comes secondary there, but yeah, that is definitely cool that uh, they were able to grab all those. Wow. Very cool. Hey, the national is coming up. We are two months away, yeah. um, less than two months away from the national. And we get some signers to let you guys know about. Yes, they have finally announced the Wednesday VIP party and the signers for that. Marcel Dion is going to be there. 700 career NHL goals for him. Bob Lilly, Hall of Fame defensive tackle from the Dallas Cowboys. And, of course, B.J. Armstrong, as uh, they're trying to keep the uh, Chicago presence there as much as they can, played uh, ran the point there for the Bulls during the early 90s there. Won a few uh, championships with them. A few paid signers have been added on the list. Dan Fouts, you pretty much expect him to always be there. He's done just about every year, it seems like, for quite a while. Alan Trammell, who I believe was there last year as well, Hall of Fame shortstop from the Tigers. And Prince Fielder, former first baseman of the Brewers, the Tigers, the Rangers. He's going to be around there as well. So they're trying, they, it seems like they've had a major Milwaukee presence there this year as well with the yeah. Fielder getting added. A couple of names added to the VIP list throughout the week as well. Jim Morrissey, formerly of the Bears, a linebacker, I believe, if I remember right. And Murray Bannerman, former goalie in the late 70s to early 80s for the Chicago Blackhawks. 
Very cool. Thank you, Drew. Hey, we have some new releases to let you guys know about. 2022-23 Recon NBA. This is a Panini product. You get two autographs, 20 inserts or parallels. Uh, there are 10 packs in a box, six cards per pack, and they go for about $190. So not too bad with two autos, right? So yeah. kind of an affordable photo box. The the cards look great. It's a, it's a great looking set. Um, different from a lot of stuff that Panini uh, offers. Uh, the 2022-23 Recon NBA Basketball for about $190. Another NBA product from Panini for 22-23. Donruss Optic is out now. 20 packs per box, four cards per pack. That's 80 cards per box if you don't feel like doing the math. Uh, 20 inserts or prism parallels that are going to be in there as well, along with one autograph. $300 can be the price tag on that one. Very cool. Hey, the um, this is a, a, a different, interesting release from Tops. They're kind of kind of branching out a little, right? Like everyone else is. Mm -hmm. This is 2021 Tops from Tennis. You get four cards per pack, 16 packs per box. There's a hundred card base set, and I saw some uh, packs being ripped. And it's you know it's women and men and um, and legends as well. So there's nice. so there's a lot of different cards in there. I know there's autographs and parallels as well. Uh, you can get a, a hobby box for about 80 bucks. 2021 Tops Chrome Tennis. Go to uh, Tops.com, they go for about $80. A big one that we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now since we found out that, yes, it was coming back again this year. It's a favorite product for both Jeff and myself. 2023 Tops Heritage Baseball is out now. I've seen a few boxes uh, here and there online. Uh, you get one autograph or relic per box, 24 packs with nine cards in them. That's the 1974 design on those. Classic there with both the uh, flags at the top and bottom of the cards there. $89 is going to be the price tag on a box of those. I'm probably going to look at picking up a blaster of it at some point if I can. Very cool. Yeah, we went, I was, my wife went to Target today, and they didn't have any, but ah. we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Hey, that wraps up Baker's Dozen. Uh, next up is More From Less. And now it's time for More From Less with hobby legend Les Wolf. Have you graded your sports cards with CSG yet? There's no better time than now. Every authenticated sports card arrives in the hobby's best holder. CSG is known for their expertise, integrity, and world-class service. Get your sports cards for as low as $12 a card with CSG. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. Well, Drew, Drew, Les has been uh, selling and collecting autographs for uh, so over 60 years. And uh, as a dealer, um, you know, I thought it'd be get to, great to get his perspective on negotiating. You know, when we go to card shows, you do it, I do it, and we sit, find something we want. We always say, oh, we would take $10 for it when it's listed at $15 or whatever the, the number is. And uh, we talked to Les about um, how to negotiate, what's fair fair game in negotiating, what the dealer is expecting, um, you know, if if you're going to sell your collection with the dealer, uh, how, how he negotiates down, how he determines the price. It's really an interesting uh, take from Les. So we're going to hear from Les, more from Les, the art of negotiating. All right, guys, it's time for a little more from Les with our friend Les Wolf. Les, of course, has been selling and collecting and doing everything you can in this hobby for the autographs and cards for over 60 years he brings expertise to the table as a dealer as a collector and we're going to talk to Les today about kind of negotiating prices i think it's something that we all do when we go to shows and uh it's interesting to get the the 
the I, the um, feeling of the dealer, right? The guy, the guy that we're negotiating with a lot of times of why he, how he comes up with his numbers. And I thought it'd be nice to talk to Les. Oh, hey, Les, how are you? Good. How are you? Very good. Good to see you again, Jeff. As always. Good to see you as well. That was nice and that you had at Fenway there, first row. I liked it. Yeah, it's nice. My, I thank my wife. She got me uh, 15 games, so we're, we're we're right in the front row, right at the um at the tarp. If you know where the tarp is in Fenway, where where the all the ground crew sits, we're literally literally right there, right on the net. Um, and she almost got killed by a fall foul ball. <laughs> went it went like I don't know five seats over from her. It literally went, went right up in the air and came down and almost hit her on the head. <laughs> and I go, honey, we got you behind the nets. There's no safer place for you. And the ball seems to find her. <laughs> it's fun. My and I got to be friends with the, with the, uh, the head of security there. So I was on the field a couple of times. He got his great seats. Really nice guy, but he retired. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it's a, it's a good place to watch. A game. I, I, like, I like I like Fenway. Like you got, there's, like there's some places you there's some places you, you don't want to be in um you know you get you lost you get lost uh vantage points in some places but all in all it's a good place but this is a big year for me why because family this only counts if the family goes it's official we're finally going to hit the last stadium that we hadn't been to and which is one is Kansas City oh, we went to St. Louis we didn't hit Kansas City so, and because we have a couple of extra days to go with it, we're going to also go to the new Texas uh, Rangers Stadium. Awesome. Well, I'm showing the, I'm holding this up for you. I know you can't see it, but it's called the Baseball Road Trip. So my wife got me this book and she got me a, a poster where you scratch all the stadiums out that you've been to. So that's, I'm, I'm working on it. We're, work, we're working Actually, on it. Send me a picture of the poster because uh, there's probably a few new stadiums we haven't been to. But yeah, we, I have. I haven't been out to Seattle, and uh, I haven't been to Cleveland. Beautiful stadium. I, I've fun. been to Cleveland, but I haven't been to the stadium, and I haven't been to um, I've been to Tiger, the old Tiger Stadium, and I haven't been to Pittsburgh. I want to go to Pittsburgh. I've been to t Pittsburgh and the old Tiger Stadium. So it's fun. It's stadiums. Road tr road trips are fun, and uh, I love trying out all the different foods. And that's walk, what we walk. do. Yeah, walking. My, son is, my older son's a pizza connoisseur. So he finds the best pizza places in each town. It's been great. It's a fun. It's a you, you deaf guys are definitely doing Kansas City this uh, summer. Yeah, my wife is booking it because um, you know I've been saying for a while now. Both the kids are out of college now. You know, I just want to get it over with. You know, that was always on my bucket list to do all the stadiums. We've been doing it since the kids were little. Yep, I'll take a picture of the the poster for you. I'll yeah, I'll send it on. I want to. I want to. I want to go over with my son. Which ones and my wife? See if she remembers. It would be like a quiz. Which ones we? Which new stadiums we haven't been? To. I know we've been to the new Pirate Stadium, but you can actually go to um, well, no. Outback, the Steakhouse, and watch a game from there to see if you don't want to buy tickets. Uh, Tiger Stadium, we did a nice walk there. They had some good food there, but I had a bad, bad, bad things happen in Detroit. I saw the Yankees. We went there for the Yankees. And they got shut out ten nothing. So oh no! So I don't know. If I, I don't know if I want to go back there. It's bad vibes. Yeah, it, it, I like Detroit as a city, but it has it has its uh, limitations, yeah. I guess. Yep. All right, buddy. I will. Um, I'll send that to you. And thank you. But all, you? all your listeners out there, one of the best things as collectors that you could possibly do is actually, if your kids are little, kids are old, or whatever, is try to see as many stadiums as possible. Because, you know, you can also get autographs. You get there early, get the batting practice. 
it really is a lot of fun. And that's yeah. I really like doing spring training. I'm a big spring training guy for autographs for just watching games and eating food. Um, but I don't, it's hard to get autographs at, at major league parks nowadays. It's been hard for a long time, but maybe yeah. I'll go with you next summer. Maybe we'll meet up and go there together. Cause I haven't done that. I did it one summer and it wasn't crazy about it. Yeah. We, we, I, we, Cause when, that was when we did the Florida stadiums. We went as a family doing that. Yeah, well, I, again, spring training is really good. Minor league, great. I'm not too. I, I love the major league, but not for autographs. All right, but how you doing? Have you got any TTMs you got out, going out? I I got a pile of pictures I have to mail mail out. So. Oh, you know, I got I got an RTS from from Bobby Clark. I got a return on it. What happened? I don't know. The address is no good. I guess, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check it out. I, I came back. Send to him care of the the flyers. Does he no? I him? sent it to his home address. It came it came back to me the other day. So I, I got a bunch of pictures. I have to like Jacqueline Smith, a picture with her and I. Yep, yep. yep. She signs. I know. I got to mail that to her. That's a good one. Henrik Lundqvist, I know, doesn't answer his mail. Picture of you, him and I. Charles Barkley. Barkley uh, doesn't answer. No, I know. Jerry West used to. Not anymore, yeah. Jabbar, I know he doesn't. Jabbar, sign, he'll, he'll sign. In the mail? I got him for free. Yeah, I want to get a pic. I have a picture with. I had a picture signed with um, Robert Parrish, and uh, he signed it for me and sent sent it back for free. Okay. Uh, can't remember who this is. Paul Westfall. He's not with us anymore. Not nah, Paul. That's not Paul Westfall. Who is it? Uh, he just got in the Basketball Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. I don't know. I don't remember. I have to. I have to ask my friend. I forget it. Yeah. See, let's see the picture over my left shoulder, right? There, I can, right. I can hardly say. There, that's the that's my parish one. Ray Allen. Ray Allen does not sign. I didn't think so. Here's here's one of my 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 really nice ones that I like. I can't see who that is. Rex Ryan and I. Okay, he signs, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Stephen Mateau. Is he still alive? <laughs> yeah, he, he, Ranger, he, was, he scored the Ranger Mateau, Mateau, Mateau. Yeah, I think one of my all time favorite nice guys, Al Adels. I he signs. One. Yeah. My another friend I used to take to the games when I was a kid. You can't see. I can't see that one. Bruce Bochy. He signs, right? This is from Fenway. When, yeah, when the guy that's Fenway. Yeah, it's Fenway there. Another great guy, Rick Barry. Yeah. Rick Barry signs. Friend of mine, Adam Silver. Adam Silver will sign. Bill Walton. I sent one to Bill Walton. Yeah, I, I didn't get it back. I never got back years ago. And Nancy Lieberman. I don't know if she signs. I would think she does. So that's the ones I have to get out. So let's yeah. talk about negotiating. Now we're going to talk about the buying as a as a seller or the the person selling. Well, let's let's do it two ways, right? Let's first do. I'm at your booth. You have something listed for five hundred dollars. I think it's only worth three hundred dollars. How do we? How do we? We get to a place where we're, we both are happy. It, it, to tell you the truth, that's a tricky question because it all depends on how much I have into it. Because sometimes when I get collections in, I factor in what I think the retail is on the item 
and then I try to figure out what I need to be into it. But then again, I also have to factor in what that item costs me to authenticate. Because I, I have uh, most of my, all my baseballs are authenticated. So no matter if it's a low-end ball or high-end ball, it's because baseball is, a, is my best seller. So I have over 500 signed baseballs. So that's what I do with that. Um, if you came to me, it depends on what the item is. If I had for $500, it all depends on my cost. So how do I how do I approach you without uh, insulting you? Because I always worry about insulting somebody, especially that's somebody that I you know that I'm going to see a number of times, and I want to keep a good relationship. Well, first, well, first off, and I got to tell people this is you're never really insulting someone if you're offering money to buy something. Okay. I mean, I find on eBay though a lot of people really really lowball you. So now I've tried to change on certain items what my least acceptable price is for an item. Okay, so not everything either. And I noticed, you know, I have my uh, Lou Gehrig card in there and I got really stupid offers, $100, $200. And like, I just got fed up with it. So I just changed it to a, a set price. If they come up with that number, it automatically will make the sale. Uh, when it comes to in person, it all really depends on the item and what the cost is. So there is no there's no set formula, you know. It could be something that that I that I uh, have retail for five hundred with the, what I think is a fair number, and it could could recently have gone down, or the person could have also passed away, unfortunately. So it could have gone up. So it's very very hard to come up with a set negotiating number. But what I do say is to most people, is what makes you feel comfortable? Where do you need to be in it? And and I'll say I'm sorry I can't get I can't get to that level. Okay do do you do you um I, I'm a I, I'm a sell I'm a buyer right but right. I know I'm I'm never gonna sell this item or if I'm gonna sell it it's gonna be 25 years from now when mm -hmm. when when I can't uh, dumb down my food anymore you know God um, forbid God forbid I know but you know what I mean so. When I look at something, it's almost like, okay, how much is it worth to me as opposed to how much is the, how much is it going to resell for? Or how, what's the current value for it? You know what I mean? A lot of times I'll take a look at something and I'll say, oh, look, there's a Kali Stromsky signed picture. Well, that's, that's worth a hundred dollars to me or $500, whatever the number is. Mm -hmm. And if you have a number on it and I can live with it, uh, that. I'm comfortable buying that because I know that's um, that it's worth adding to my collection. Do you do you consider who's buying it from you? If is it a young family that's buying for for a kid, or is it it's a a regular regular guy that, that's a collector or another dealer, or do you take that into consideration? Um, if it's an established customer and they've bought a lot of stuff from me, I'll try to work with them as much as I can. Okay. If, but if they're looking to get like a Babe Ruth autograph or something like that, where I know for a fact that whatever I sell that Babe Ruth autograph or Lou Gehrig autograph to that person, I'm going to end up having to buy it for more money next, you know, the next time I need to replenish some of my inventory. Because it's interesting. Every Ruth, every Ruth autograph I've ever sold on a baseball, primarily, I, I when I went to repurchase it again after selling it, having it for a year or two maybe, I've had to pay what what I sold it previously for, so it's interesting because uh, they all constantly go up. 
So on, on that particular instance, like I said, if it's an established customer and they want me to work with them a little more than normal, I will try to. But I, I, my, my main goal in this business, as most people should have in any business, is really to keep the customer happy. I mean, I will do whatever I can to make that person happy so they want to come back. And for an example, I'll give you. A friend of mine is in my networking group. He, he, um, he's a good friend. He decided to take his grandson to a show. Never been to a show before. And uh, I'd gotten back some stuff from JSA. And I was breaking up a frame. It was the core four. So it had cards signed underneath. I always wanted the cards out of it. But it had a 16 by 20 beautiful picture of the core four and a nice frame. And, it, you know, the mat. So I took it out nice and neatly. And I was just going to throw it out. But then I said to myself, let me give it to his grandson. Well, I never, I never thought that I'd make such an impact on a on a on an eight year old that the kid was just so happy going home. Uh, his uh, grandfather came, you know, I just saw his grandfather. He just bought a couple of rookie cars. He's a gung ho collector now, and that's what you know. That's the kind of thing I like the most. At the national this past year, and when we were in Atlantic City, I had a, a family come up to me with like. Three little boys and a little girl, a husband and wife, and I had a bunch of signed cards. I think you may have even been there. Yeah, I, I was. Signed, I had a bunch that I had a bunch of those signed cards. I had already made my money on it, and I, I was just looking to move them. And I think this is a great part. This is a great kid to to sell it to. So I sold it way below retail, way below even wholesale, just because I wanted the kid to start collecting it, and and hopefully that'll be something that he'll want to he'll remember. Maybe not just me, but I'll just remember, well, this dealer did this for me and he'll pay it forward. So I do do things like that. Yeah, and I agree. I think it's important who's buying it. And, how and you remember you remember the kid's face, you know, uh, you know, then the brother was there. So I said, OK, well, you could share with him or split it with him. He's like, I'm not sharing. <laughs> <laughs> so you remember, you saw, you saw me and you've seen me in action. So, you know, that's the kind of thing. This, I think the biggest thing that that the card companies and a lot of dealers um don't realize is that when you come to a show and you bring your family with you bring your little kids with you or your kids with you um you want you, you, the deal has got to go overboard to to make that that make that family want to come back not just to you just to come back and keep on collecting right make it a positive experience and not make it all about the money like you and i talk about making about collecting what you're you yeah. like yeah exactly and and you know, unfortunately, the card companies have, you know, have not catered to the to the younger kids, and their pricing, you know, is basically, you know, if you're not if you're not a rich kid or you know have a sugar daddy, you know, you you, you know it's get very hard to get you know buy the cards that you want to get. Have you as as a collector slash dealer, have you got to the point where there's nothing that you need? You know what I mean? There's nothing that, that, that like, oh, I, when I go to a show, I see something like it, it still tugs on my heartstrings. Like, oh, I, I have to leave with that thing. Do you still, have, do you still get that? You know what? Another dealer told me many years ago, and he said to me, Les, what you need to do is set up a Chinese wall, what you keep and what you sell. If you go over that wall, you're never going to make any money. <laughs> so what what i do is certain things certain things i look to add like the hall of fame yellow placards i'll buy the, i'll buy a few to sell and i've got to keep one for the collection the heisman trophy winners i'll buy a few signed photos 
but I need one for my collection because I have every Heisman winner and every Yellow Hall of Fame plaque. So that I do do. But as far as having to have to get something nowadays, you know, I'm I'm on the latter part of my career, you know, as far as collecting. You know, there's going to come a day where I'm just going to finally say that's it. You know, my my wife and my kids would love for me to say it's tomorrow, but <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for that because I still love what I do. To me, it's still, you know, it's the greatest hobby in the world. It's the greatest business in the world where you can actually share your passion and you can meet people like you, like yourself, and you can just really enjoy it. And you can go to a ball game, maybe get Aaron Judge's autograph, maybe not, but watch him play and say, okay, I have him in my collection, blah, blah, blah. You know, stuff like that. It's it's like priceless when you can share it with your family and you can and you, and it's your memories. Remember, memorabilia is memories. Yeah. And That's I know, I mean, you and I, you and I spoke with Steve Lane a couple of weeks ago, and he, he still has that. You know what I mean? He still has that. Oh, I need that Mickey Mantle 1961 glove or whatever. The, he, the, he still has that. I need that in my collection, you know? I mean, just recently, uh, Heritage had a bunch of Mantle signed cards. And I was bidding on him, and I said, "Holy cow!" You know, <laughs> I got blown away <laughs> by the numbers. You know, if you let me finish my try to finish my set, but yeah, I still do collect. And like I, I told you, I had two NBA fifty completely signed PSA encapsulated cards, all graded yep. autographs. And I decided, you know what? It's NBA seventy five now. I said, I'm going to sell one, hopefully use that money and fund to find to get the final twenty five. Well, I'm down to two. So if anybody out there has a nice certified LeBron James signed card, let me know. I want to buy it. And I'm also looking for a Kevin Durant, but I've been a little fussy because I'm doing it with my oldest son. So he's got a lot. He's got to approve it. Okay. I, I've gotten everybody else. Uh, so I think you'll be able to pick up the Durant and in the LeBron James at the national this year. It all depends on the pricing because I've seen I've seen some crazy pricing on the LeBron card crazy absolutely crazy yeah i mean for for uh you know mount rushmore type guy he's really he he doesn't have a lot of stuff out there right well he, he worked with upper deck so there is a lot of stuff out there okay. and he's not he's not a nice guy in signing by the way you know i've gotten him when he did the book signing that's when i got him the only time i've ever gotten him but um i i will get him you know i just want to try to stay in some kind of budget but what I what I find in and, and another thing when it comes to buying stuff, this is very important. I tell a lot of my good clients this: if you see something that you haven't seen that you really want, and you don't buy it, even though it's going to be out of your budget, you know, you just try to save up and say, "I'll, I'll pay, make a payment plan or something." You may never see it again. And I'll give you a classic example: I collect signed books which should be one of the number one things I should be selling because they take up so much room, but they do. Um, there was a third, another deal had a Thurman Munson signed book, which I never saw one ever again. And I saw his prices. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I waited a couple of weeks. I called them back and it was gone. I, and I still kicked myself. I, I still teased the deal. You ever come up with another one? I want it. Cause I never saw another one. Yep. You never know. And that's, that's, that's the thing. Sometimes you have to, if you see it, you have to pull the trigger when when you see it because you might not see it again. And I also tell, also to help people, you know, people as far as negotiating. Sometimes if if you see the first a Babe Ruth that you that you like, uh, but it isn't mint condition, 
Okay, it's not a PSA nine or a ten. Yep. And it's but it's authentic. It just says authentic on it. I would say just buy that, whether it be a cut, a baseball, buy it. Start from there. And then the next time, you know, you see something nicer, sell the lesser grade one, use that money to buy the more the bet the nicer one. Right. No, I, I that, that, that 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 is one of my recipes for really in, in building up your collection is buy what you can afford at the time but always look to upgrade if you're not happy with it or you just want to get something better. Have you been loading up for the national? We're going to talk national in a couple of weeks. You've been starting to load up for the national. My, my problem is a pleasant problem. Um, I sold 50, 60, 61 baseballs at the last show, Jimmy Ryan show. Oh, that's great. Uh, one, one dealer bought like 50 of them to use for breaking. And that's okay. I'll wind down my baseballs. Well, what happens next thing I know, I buy another 50 base sign baseballs. Okay. So I'm winding that down. I have another collection. I should see in a couple of weeks of another 75 baseballs. And then what happens next is one of a guy who was selling his collection decided he wanted to sell his mini helmets to sign Heisman mini helmets. So I got 65 mini helmets. I'm down to 50 something, I think. And I'm not even going to take them to the national because they take up too much room. So I'm now just, I see why you drive your wife crazy. <laughs> well, one day I'll have you over to my office in my warehouse, and you and you won't you'll understand. Yeah, I'll, I'll be green with envy. I'll be sitting there drooling. You'll never get me out of, the, out of there. No, but but you know it's like I said, it's really a labor of love. You know, not many people in this world actually do a job or do a business that they truly love. And I love doing what I'm doing. I love talking to people. I do my lectures. I just did two lectures. The first time I've done anything since pre-pandemic, except for Zoom lectures. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of fun. And I love it. Very cool. All right, Les, we, we are, we're learning about negotiations. Thank you. I'm always, that's kind of a touchy subject for me because I'm always, I, I never want to uh, insult the guy with, with my number because I, I tend to look at things differently in terms of value. You know what I mean? So it, um, you know what? what, what I try to be polite all the time, and if somebody really gives me an insulting offer, whether it be on on eBay, I just decline it. Yeah. Um, if it if it's in person, I'll say okay, no, thank you, I appreciate your offer, but I'm sorry, I can't do it. Like I had someone trying to negotiate to buy my Munson autograph. I told him the price, then I discounted it. And he wanted another 500 down. And I took off like a thousand bucks off it. And I said to myself, you know, you got to come up a little. So he walked away. And then I called him. I said, you want to come up $500? Then you can have it. Oh, no, I changed my mind. I said, okay. I mean, there comes a point that, that everybody out there has to realize that this is what you call over-negotiating. Right. Okay. If you, if you say to someone, let's say the item is $5,000. And you tell the person, I'll take forty-two fifty. This is my rock bottom. This is it. I can't go any better. And you had offered uh, three thousand. And then you say, oh, Can you meet me in the middle? You know, I, I have to say, I'm sorry, I can't. I told you my best number. That's it. And a lot of times, another thing is people don't realize this, and it's very important. The cost is set up at the national for an average dealer like myself. Before I turn the before I make any money, is at least five to seven thousand dollars I've laid out just to set up. We're talking about hotel, 
We're talking about plane. We're talking about shipping this stuff there. We're talking about tables, electricity, showcases. And that does not even include the time that I spend at the National. And it doesn't include the actual cost of the autographs. So I have to make more than that $7,000 or at least turn on profit more than that for it to be worthwhile. Right, for so, your five days in in Chicago or Atlantic City or wherever. Yeah, wherever it is. You know, you got to realize... Plus, you know, food you can eat any, no, no matter where you go. But you're not going to be eating out every day. Uh, you know, also, that's, that's a major expense also. So please, uh, everybody, just realize that the dealer has high expenses. I know you don't care about what the expenses are, but that's gone into the, the pricing of the items. Right. And it's not right. It's not like you're just sitting, you're selling on eBay uh, with, where your, your costs are a little less. I mean, eBay is still taking 15 to 20% of what you're selling it for. So that makes it a little more difficult, but, but in, in person, the, the costs are a lot more. Sure. Do you prefer um, do, doing the show as opposed to doing selling on eBay or, or it doesn't really matter to you? Do you like the one-on-one -on -one interaction or do you, you just like the, is it easy? Is it preferable to, to sell through the internet? You know, that's a very good question. Okay. I just established a new customer for, that bought some stuff for me from another country that I never even thought that I'd ever sell to, which is interesting. And also setting up at shows, I've met people from other countries also that bought stuff for me, especially the boxing shows. Um, I really, really, really enjoy sending up at shows and, and meeting the actual people and seeing the kids like you saw. I mean, yeah, that, I do. I do too. I agree with you 100%. I, that, the best part of the show is, is meeting the meeting people and talking to them and seeing the excitement on the face when, when they, they make that, uh, purchase or, you know, if they're interested in selling, but, um, I, I like the one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, I, I love that. I love meeting the people. I love talking to people. You know, when when I get calls from my SCD ads or my trade paper ads, I love getting the phone calls. You know, hearing the stories. How'd you get started? What do you collect? Blah blah blah. You know, you need this. Okay, what else do you need? I, I just, you know, that's that's what keeps me going. Really, you know, uh, you know that that I enjoy that the most. And of course, being on this show and being with you and being able to have the listeners. Uh, I, I just love this. You know, this is a whole new avenue that if we, had we not had the pandemic, who knows if we would be doing this show. True. All right, pal. Well, thank you very much. We will next week, next time we, we talk, we're going to give you next week off. And then in two weeks, we will talk national. Okay. We'll talk a little getting prepared for the national, how, what you should do to uh, get ready for the national uh, as a, uh, a collector and uh, what to look forward to, what you're going to have in your booth. and Most important thing, if you're getting ready for the national, make sure you've saved up for at least five years worth of earnings and, and bring it to my booth. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, then we can, then we can make a deal. You can buy my inventory. You can buy a lot of nice things. Right. You, you can meet Steve Lane in your booth, right? Yes. Yeah, Steve is going to be there. We're going to be talking Mickey Mantle. I'm looking forward to that. All right, buddy. I will, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. You uh, enjoyed the Yankees getting uh, floundering around in fourth place with my Red Sox. And <laughs> hey, we're, we're winning though, baby. Don't forget that Aaron Judge came. You know they they pissed off Aaron Judge. Did you see Aaron Judge shaking hands with Pete Rose? 
No, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Pete Rose was sitting in the front row behind home plate, and uh, Aaron Judge came over and was talking to him while he was in the on-deck circle. Oh, the other one who played in Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right, buddy. I will I will talk to you later. You have a, a good week, all right? You too. Thanks. Take care. Me too. Bye. Well, sure, that Les is a, obviously has been doing this forever, and it's great to get his perspective uh, from the other side of the aisle, so to speak, right? It definitely is. I mean, there's, yeah, we are nothing if not educational here. And yeah, Jeff, I, uh, <laughs> Les always has some really great stuff there. Yeah, we got to learn that he, Les has been doing it forever. So next, yeah. uh, in two weeks, we're going to talk to Les about um, the national, being prepared to, to walk the show, what you should be looking for, uh, you know, and all the kind of cool stuff. So we're going to talk national with Les in two weeks, but I hope you enjoyed my, my talk with him this week on negotiating. All right, that cl- closes out more from Les. Next up is... Collector's, Collector's Corner. Corner. Well, um, Jay Schiffman is a, a listener of ours. He um, sent a, something for Les to be appraised, and he, uh, him and I have been emailing back and forth for a couple of weeks. And Jay really enjoyed the, the my uh, take, my um, TTM cast stamp approval on May the 4th be with you. So nice. we started we started talking Star Wars, and, and Jay is a big uh, TTM, Star Wars TTM collector. Mm-hmm. So uh we talked to, I talked to Jay about collecting and about Star Wars, it's a little Star Wars centric and about TTMing. And uh, it's really great. He's, Jay's a Philly guy from South Philly. So it's great to get a, another collectors. And we love talking to people that are passionate about something. And Jay is certainly a passionate TTMer. So please enjoy my interview with TTM or Star Wars TTMer Jay Schiffman. And now it's time for Collector's Corner. Let's hear from our collector this week. Sponsored by Collects the free app that shows you the value of your card collection. Scan and catalog your cards, follow other users, and buy and sell with other collectors. That's Collects, C-O-L-L-X. All right, guys, time for a little Collector's Corner. We have Jay Schiffman on. He is from South Philly. He is a speaker, a storyteller, a podcast host. He hosts the podcast Choose Your Struggle, so make sure you check that out he is also a collector he collects star wars and autographs and cards he is a phillies fan he's a reds fan he is a celtic fan so we got a lot to talk about welcome jay uh jeff it's awesome to be here man as a a listener to your show I, i there aren't many opportunities i've been doing podcasting for about four years now and i go on a lot of these it's very rare that I get to talk to someone who actually listened to their show. So this is an absolute delight. I am honored to be here. Well, I am honored to have you, my friend. I know you can't, you sent me an email, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks ago, we were, we were talking a little Star Wars. I did my um, TTM cast stamp approval. I, I did, did the very first Star Wars uh, movie. It was May, May the 4th be with you. And I got, I, had, I was full of Star Wars, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and I think I, I struck a nerve with you. <laughs> that's true uh so obviously the listeners can't see this but i do have the millennium falcon tattooed right here on my arm uh, you're a brave man my <laughs> brave man my friend i would <laughs> i don't know if i would subject myself to that you know so i've got a lot of them listeners can't see that uh but i i have been a star wars fan my whole life read the books and obviously loved the movies from a young age and then about 10 plus years ago a buddy of mine turned me uh, you know sort of we we had that in common and we both got back into it and really started reading the books again Uh, And as a collector, as a TTM guy, uh, I obviously said, hey, I got to see if I can TTM 
this, right? And I got to tell you, some of my my favorite wins, uh, TTM wins, are Star Wars stuff. So uh, it, it really is a fun way to, to to marry those two hobbies. Well, tell me about some because you know I, I've tried a bunch of bunch of Star Wars guys, and I haven't had much luck. Uh, you know, they're all they're they're kind of in that Star Wars universe, no pun intended. But you know, there's a, a big collector base in Star Wars, and they're all kind of tied into it. And they go to it's kind of like Star Trek guys. You know, they go to the conventions, and they're 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 used to getting a lot of letters. And I think a lot of the guys have shied away from signing autographs. You know, Mark Hamill and, and Harrison Ford and those guys don't sign, and we lost Carrie Fisher. And you know, the, then the, some of the secondary guys are are. Um, you know they're Hollywood stars, so they 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 know the game, and it's been hard to get Star Wars related autographs through the mail. Yeah, um, so I'm actually going next weekend. Philly has a Comic Con, and I'm going to meet Katie Sackoff. I'm, I'm going because it's going to be fun, but I'm I have uh, tickets to get an autograph from Katie Sackoff, who plays Bo Katan uh, in both the live action and also the the, the cartoon shows. Um, and I've got a couple of purchases that I'm really, you know, tied to uh, Billy D. Williams. I mean, who doesn't love Lando and yep. Billy D. Right? Um, and, and I've got. I met Anthony Daniels years ago with my grandmother, and recently sent in a, a, that picture and had him sign it, which obviously is very close and dear to me because my grandmother is in it, and 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 you know, get to meet him. But um, I've got three. So when I was thinking about what I wanted to tell, you know, stories, I do have my big three of of, of wins from TTM for Star Wars. Um, the first one sort of going down what you said about the lower lower levels a little bit. I don't think she's lower levels, but she might not be a household name. Uh, her name is Julie Dolan. She's an actress. Uh, she's been around. She's been in everything. You look it up. She's been like every single show. She, you know, she's one of those really hardworking actors, actors, actresses, excuse me. Um, but she famously in the Star Wars universe is the only person besides Carrie Fisher to play Princess Leia until the most recent show, uh, uh, Obi-Wan, in which we had a new Leia. Uh, she voiced Leia on the, the show Rebels. And uh, I sent a card to her. Uh, this was during COVID, actually. And uh, she emailed me maybe a week later to say, look, I, I can't get my mail. We're on lockdown. But my assistant told me that, you know, we were alerted that we had a card. Uh, can I call you? And we ended up having a long chat where she told me all about her experiences, how how honored she was as a fan to play, you know, Princess Leia. Isn't uh, that fun when you get a call from a celebrity? Every once in a while, I'll get a call from somebody, and it'll be it'll be like, no, that's not really you. You're not really calling me. Yeah, it was one of those things where when she said, can I call you? I was like, who's going to say no to this, right? I mean, this this amazing woman whose, whose art I love wants to have a conversation, right? So we did talk and, and eventually when she was able to go get our mail, not only did she sign my card and send it back to me, but uh, she found out that my wife was a, a was either Gilmore Girls or I don't know, one of those shows that she had been in. So she sent my wife a picture uh, and me a long letter about how, you know, it, it, it Star Wars fans are amazing. So, you know, that one, I now have other things from her. She's become a favorite of mine, obviously, because oh, of that sure. experience. Uh, and we've emailed a couple times since and, and you know, chatted on like Twitter and stuff like that. So I, I really, that was just a special one to me, even though she's not a huge name, just because I developed a little bit of a relationship, right? I mean... Uh, that's sort of the the home run from TTM is it's goes yeah. beyond getting the autograph. Um, so that one was pretty cool. Uh, number two, I would say is um, th this is sort of I just got this one back about a month ago, uh, and it's an absolute legend that I never thought in a million years I would get a response from. That was Julian Glover, sure um, from the original movies. Uh, but not only that, I mean he's he was you know uh, uh, what was he in Harry Potter? He's been in Indiana Jones. 
Um, I mean, he's been in everything. Yeah, he was in Star Wars Lego, right? He was a voice voice in Star Wars Lego as he well. Was. He in, and he was uh, General Veers in the second movie in Empire Strikes Back, and um, just a lot of incredible work. And I sent him a card, and he returned it very graciously. But not only that, he uh, it took about a year, so I, I never thought it would come back. This was one of my my let's let's see if I can get a grand slam here. Uh, sent back a note. I, I'd included a check for for the the postage. A note saying this is so kind, but obviously I do this because I love, you know, the, the fandom and all this and, you know, thank you. You're very kind for sending it, but you don't need to in, in send the check back. And uh, so obviously, you know, as, as a TTM guy yourself, you kind of got two things there because you have the letter from him, um, yep. which was really special. And I mean, he's just such an incredible actor, right? So to have that one back. But I would say my number one win uh, years ago, a, a buddy of mine uh, who worked in politics and was a big West Wing fan. Um, I, I, I sent to Martin Sheen, who was the president on West Wing, and also Jimmy Smits, yeah. uh, who followed him in West Wing. I've tried so hard with Jimmy Smits, and I haven't I, gotten I've heard the same thing over and over again. Um, I sent him, like, an actual package, like, with, with you know, a note and, and stuff that I wanted for myself. And what I was trying to do is my buddy was having his first kid, and I was trying to get uh, sort of words of wisdom to his child from presidents and, and not real presidents, the fun ones, uh, Martin Sheen and Jimmy Smith's, right? So both of them were so gracious. Martin Sheen sent back an entire package of stuff for me, for my buddy and his daughter. Uh, I have a baseball right over here from Martin Sheen that says like from the president, you know, uh, Jeff Bartlett. That's cool. What, but but Jimmy Smith's, I sent him a, a, a Star Wars card and I said, I, I loved you in both West Wing and Star Wars. You know, this is the project I'm trying to do. And he sent back uh, a, a couple of things for, for my buddy's daughter and also uh, the card that I had sent. And so that's actually at... Uh, getting graded as we speak. I, I, I've been holding on to it. I've had other things graded. I finally went, you know what? This is one of my cherished things. I'm going to send it in and get in, in slab and all that kind of stuff. Fingers so, crossed. Fingers crossed fingers for you. Great. You know, <laughs> even if it's a low grade, it's it's not what I'm going to sell. So it just to, to have it protected is, is you know, uh, you can't see it, but I've signed cards all over this room. My office is my, my museum. Um, and, uh, you know, collecting has been something I've been doing since I was a kid. You know, my dad got me into it. And I think he gave me my first baseball cards when I was three, right? So yep. the, 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 that's part of the love, right, is that this is something I've been doing various family members with various friends. My wife now knows, you know, is deeply into this and she'll go with me to, to conventions. And um, when I get, I, I gave her a gift a couple of years ago, I got Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda to sign the, the, the $10 bill and do his little thing for her. Cause she's a big Hamilton fan. So uh, it really is just a special hobby and, and to connect with people like you too, just makes it even more fun. Yeah. I think that's part of the fun of the hobby, right? Is the relationships you can build, the, you know, the relationships that you can build with celebrities, but also, we have a we have a great um, group of people in the hobby, and I think it's really cool to to network and, and find out what people are passionate about. And that's why I really love doing Collector's Corner because you know somebody like you comes on, and you know, and I probably would have never spoken, but you have such a, a great passion for collecting, and I have shared the same passion, and it, and it's nice to to swap war stories you know (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a great way to put it it is you know uh, i I, one thing i love about what you and 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 drew do on the show is that you both uh you're both active you know what i mean like like you know there are people who come about this be like oh yeah um i collected autographs back in the 60s like those stories are amazing but to hear you guys talk about oh, this is what worked for me this week. This is what didn't, or this was, you, you uh, Drew was telling a story about a guy, I guess, who got hit in the hand a couple of weeks ago and wouldn't sign. That was so funny to me. Yep. I was like, oh, I've been there. Like, I know exactly what he's talking <laughs> about. You 
And then we gave him the old karma. He, hey, I think he, he, he wouldn't sign before the game. He got hit in the hand at the game. And, yeah. and then it's like, see, karma's a bitch, bud. <laughs> yeah, and it is fun, you know, the, the, to see their – Look, I'm not one of those guys that I don't have kids, but like I would never take my nephew and like make him a good an autograph for me or anything yep. like that, right? But I do have <clears throat> family members and, and friends that I've gotten into the hobby by by extending that joy to them, right? You know, I have a good friend who never knew this existed. And then when they met me, like, oh my God, like that's a thing people do. That was like, yeah, let me introduce you. And now she is like into this and, and has a couple of people that she admires has gotten returns from and is like to see that joy from her it's just it's just a win it's just amazing to see yeah it's fun you know sometimes you forget because we're so tied into the sports but the celebrities are very good at signing autographs and in the the people in the music business and uh, politicians and you know we cover a lot of that in our Vern rap minute and people that have passed away but it's all there's always you know we're so sports centered that there's a whole nother facet of the hobby that we sometimes forget about and uh, you know i for a while i was doing celebrities as well and i haven't i've probably slowed down in the last year or two for celebrities and targeted more for sports but it, it it's still fun do you have any um any vintage star wars collectibles in, in your in your collection not just like um ttms just cards or or uh, uh action figures or anything like that star wars yeah. related yeah, the, the 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 most vintage one I have is that Billy D. Williams I was talking about. Yep. Um, it, it's a it's a uh, this is gonna go real nerdy for those who don't know Star Wars. You can tune this part out. But when 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 Lando is going into to Jabba the Hutt's palace dressed as the uh, the the, the um, bounty hunter, uh, really really famous. He's got those sort of tooth mask over his yep. his, his face. Um, one of those toys. Uh, not the original. I wish. Oh my God! I wish I could. I mean, those go for so much money. But the the reprints from like the I guess what was the '90s. Um, one of those signed by Billy D. Williams, uh, which is not it actually behind me here in the picture. Um, and, and that was one that I, I would have loved to have got TTM right, but I saw that at an auction, and it wasn't cheap. But it was one of those things where I went, "When am I going to have an opportunity to get something sure. like this?" Right, and immediately jumped on it, and and. Uh, you know, got got it, got a protected case and all this kind of stuff. And it's it's sitting very prominently on my shelf behind me because I just, I, Star Wars fans have a reputation as being sort of divisive about a lot of things. We argue, I'm not one of those guys. I love it all. I love the extended universe. But one thing we all agree on is, oh my God, is Billy D. Williams just the coolest guy on the planet? <laughs> right? uh, everybody loves Lando. And so to get not only, La you know, Lando, Billy D, but in one of his coolest moments dressed as the, the bounty hunter in Java's palace uh to get that uh, signed uh, was just a, a, a one crossing something off my 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 autograph bucket list you know one of the, one of the nice things about star wars is because it's been sitting around for so long since really 77 i i would say um there's so much stuff out there there's so much memorabilia and there's so many um you know there's so many movies now and so many uh offshoots and spin-offs that uh, if you can't find something in Star Wars to collect, <laughs> yeah, right. you're not trying hard enough, right? Yep. Yeah, and and you know, sort of thinking about the the deep cuts there. Um, there's an author by the name of Timothy Zahn who is very famous in the Star Wars uh, world. He wrote uh, the first books after the original movies came out. 
called Era of the Empire, kind of took Star Wars through like the down period of the the sort of late 80s and 90s when they weren't doing movies and the prequels were, were a distant dream, right? Uh, he was writing a lot of books and and uh, he invented a character named Grand Admiral Thrawn. This is a deep cut for anybody who doesn't love Star Wars. Um, but at the time, this was supposed to be just, you know, completely off screen, never we would even see him. And I sent him a, a, a card because Thrawn did eventually come into the cartoons and he signed it. And, he, and I asked him a question in, in my letter, like, do you ever think we'll see it in live action? He was like, I doubt it. It's probably really more of a cartoon. Uh, and yet later this year, we're going to see him in live action for the first time. So this is sort of to your point you know, even if you did love, like I do, some of these deep cuts, right? I mean, I have a list of my top 10 favorite characters of which the average person will not have heard of six of them, right? They're right. just really far <laughs> down, but some of them are now becoming household names thanks to the universe continuing to expand. And, you know, again, for the people who like to argue about this stuff, like if that's what makes them happy, I guess, fine, do your thing. But for me, there's just so much here to love. And from a collector standpoint, like you said, the bigger it gets, the more I can collect, the yep. more opportunity I have. And that's only a good thing in my mind. You know what? I, I, I'm the I'm the worst Star Wars fan in terms of I love everything. I love Jar Jar Binks. I love yep. the, if it has a Star Wars on it. I love it. How uh, do you like the new stuff, the Mandalorian and, and Boba Fett and, and some of the, the, the new stuff that's still going on? I do. I'm like you. I like it all. I, there have been parts I haven't loved, sure, but I'm not one of those. Like, I didn't love the sequels. I thought there were cool moments. I thought there were things I really liked, characters I really liked. Um, I, I'm not. So Han Solo is my favorite character of anything of all time. Yeah, I, don't I, you think it's sad with Carrie Fisher and then they, they kind of CGI'd it? And I don't yeah. know. I, I wish, obviously, hindsight being 2020, there was a moment in, in, in the second sequel that they could have given her a better death. And, and that's, you know, uh, I'm not going to do any spoilers, but there is a moment. Everybody knows what I'm talking about if you've seen it. Uh, and then they didn't because obviously no one thought she was going to pass away. Um, but, but you know, there, there were moments that made me go, OK, this is why I love Star Wars, right? Uh, the end and the ending of the, the the last movie for all the haters I thought it was beautiful I, really I agree I, I thought it was really good um Ben Ben solo's arc I, I just thought was wonderful um and then a lot of the new stuff uh, so obi-wan uh like I'm not ashamed to admit I was in tears in that I thought it was so well done the ending of obi-wan was just perfect there was nothing I would change um I do like Mandalorian a lot it's fun my wife I really really like Mandalorian. Yep, and and it's it's in my opinion the most beautiful thing about Mandalorian is the way it has brought new people into the world. Because how do you not love Baby Yoda, right? Grogu no, I agree, and I think amazing. the story the storytelling is done really well, and I think they they didn't cheap out on the special effects. So even though it's a a made for television, if you will, yep. they didn't cheap out on it, and I think that it, it keeps it has that Star Wars brand. You know, what I mean, yep. it keeps the Star Wars brand alive and. Uh, you know, it, it's a and it's a great storyteller, and I I think uh, I think they're doing a good job with it. I do too. I think Dave, uh, Dave Filoni, who's the sort of the new brand leader of a lot of the Star Wars stuff, is very creative and doing some good stuff. And I'm I'm always excited when something new drops. I thought Andor was incredible. Um, it, it because it it brought people in because it wasn't. You know, there were no laser swords. There were no Jedi's. Yep. Right? It was just. It was still and, good, though. It was. It was just a great sort of Western caper style, style story that that people who don't love Star Wars were like, that was amazing. I want more of that. 
So uh, I do think they're doing a great job. Are they are they knocking out of the park on every single one? Of course not. Nothing is perfect. But I, I traditionally or I, I generally think that they are doing a really good job continuing the life of the Star Wars universe. Do you like the Family Guy spoofs of Star Wars? <laughs> um, I have not seen one since the original. I used to be a big Family Guy fan. I thought the original was very funny. Um, uh, I, if, if there are more since then, I have not seen them. Yeah, well, they, they've done the three up to Empire Stripes tricks back, and uh, okay. I think I, I just enjoy it. I think the, they, they point out a lot of fun stuff. My son and I always joke about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Old Ben Kenobi. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, come up with a better alias to hide yourself. I do love so that it's funny because that has become a very common joke in the Star Wars universe, right? And and I do, you're right. I mean, uh, that was a Family Guy joke that has now caught on. Um, that but it 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 that the original one, the original Family Guy spoof. What was so fun was that they were able to capture some of those moments that are so traditional. And that uh, New Hope is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, my my is mine as well. I, I, you know, I was I was twelve years old when I saw it in the movie theater. So I saw it saw it probably the second week it was out. Well, I'm jealous because that means you actually remember it, which I was not alive yet. Um, but I I still to this day get chills every time I watch it. I get chills when Han comes back to save Luke. I think it's one of the most beautiful moments in 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 movie history. But the the Family Guy one was able to capture some of those really true moments in a very funny way, which I loved. Yeah, it, it, it's really fun. Now, how about in terms of other T-Timming? I know uh, you're a sports fan as well. Have you had any luck with, uh, recently, T-Timming? Yeah, so two two stories real quick. The first one was that I got one of the last Alec Trebek autograph. Uh, oh, very nice. Um, I, I know that was one of the last ones because his wife included a note that said so. Um, that I it, So he passed away. I had sent something literally months before when I knew he was sick. And I thought I wrote it off. Wrote it off. I thought it was it was done. And literally months later, uh, at least two months later, a package came from Jeopardy with a note from his wife saying this was one of the final things he signed before he passed. Which was just it. it there's something special about that, right? I mean, yeah, he was such a great signer through the mail, and he written, yeah. really uh, cared for his fans. I think. Yeah, I would say him and like Bobby Shantz, right, or like two of our Hall of Famer of autographs. Those two guys. Uh, you know, Bobby Shantz is one of the most generous human beings on this planet. I've sent it, so many things to him. It's yeah. funny. I was just speaking. I, I just interviewed Jim Cott yesterday, actually, and he brought up Bobby Shantz. And uh, many people don't know that Jim Cott, um, his way he delivered the ball and, and and fielded the ball was he mimicked Bobby Shantz. Huh. And he bought his dad. His dad was a huge Kansas City A's fan, and he was a huge Bobby Shantz fan. And uh, when he was a rookie, someone said, "Hey, you look just like Bobby Shantz when you're out there." And he's like, "That's good because that's what I'm trying to copy." <laughs> and Bobby Shantz is still with us. He's 97, I think. He lives not far from me, um, and I went. I went to an in-person signing after all. You know, literally years of getting multiple things signed yep. by Bobby Shantz. Got a ball sitting right here, actually signed by him. Um, and I thanked him in person. I said, I, do you know, are, are you aware that you are one of, if not the greatest signer alive right now in terms of just generosity? And he said, oh, I don't do it for that. But yes, people have told me before that, you know, there aren't others who are just as quick and generous as he is. So he, he's definitely aware. Um, and he is a really tremendous guy. It was, it yeah. Was we lost Frank Thomas, the, the original, who was, was another great signer. And, um, you know, those guys are, 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 are slowly and surely uh going away from us unfortunately 
Yeah, and I'm, I've been sort of going back to something that you guys talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it was, uh, maybe it was Les who was talking about this, of, of focusing on specific things. Mm -hmm. um, I was, so by the way, also love, I, Les called me because I was one of the guys who sent in something to have you look, oh. Les look at. And he called me and we ended up having a really wonderful chat. So great, I'm Les. glad. He's, he's a good guy. Um, but I'm, I've been trying to get more from people who are older and are probably not going to be with us as longer. Uh, be, especially great signers like like, like yeah i had i had uh, i had a don larson sitting on my desk forever yeah. forever and i just forgot to send it out and you know we missed i missed don larson but it's just that you, you gotta if there's a guy that you want yep. send it out don't don't wait so the other time that it happened to me with the the uh you know getting one of the last um alex trebek was that don newcomb um and, sure. and, and not a great autograph. I mean, it's very sloppy. Clearly, it, it, literally, it came back after he passed. Um, but sort of to that note, like I was just delighted to get that back because I thought it was not going to happen, and uh, I got it back, and it's it's a treasured item for that reason. But yeah, you you heard my story, my my uh, Gaylord Perry story, right? I did I did? Yeah. I, well, by, by the way, I love. This was a couple of weeks ago when you and Drew were talking about the the people you thought hated you or or weren't gonna get gonna get those. That was so funny. Uh, more of those stories, please. That was very funny. Yeah, I, and, and I in fact I just got Archie Manning back yesterday, and he was he was forever on my yeah. list. He, I could not get him for like three years. I could not get him. And he fin he finally is, is off the Archie Manning list. <laughs> we all have those those people, right? Yeah. Uh, but the other big, I am working on one project right now and it's, I'm almost done, but the last ones are going to be very hard. Uh, I'm a big Simpsons guy, or at least the first, you know, 15 seasons. And Homer at bat, I think is just incredible. One of the best episodes of television history. And I'm, uh, somebody released a, a pack of cards on of this, of all the players a couple years ago. Uh, and I'm working my way through getting all of them signed. The only ones I don't have are Harry Shearer, who is Mr. Burns, who rarely signs. Okay. Uh, um, Mike Sosha has not signed in a while. And I right, a long him. while. Yeah, and I really, I, he's like the last one that I'm actually really worried about because he just is not signing. And unfortunately, Ozzy Smith won't sign that card. So, oh, he's going to be at the National. I just saw he's going to be at the National. So he won't. Because of his deal with is it uh, who's he with fanatics maybe um, he won't sign it's not a real card it's not a it's it's a someone made this series so I sent it in to a signing and his this person was very generous like no no hate towards the person sent a note back saying we're so sorry he's not allowed to sign this oh so that's too bad the the next signing he did I got him to sign a ball that says I think it says Homer at bat so if he will never sign it at least I will have something from him for that. But I just got to get Sosha and and uh, Harry Shearer, and then I want to frame it because I've got everybody else, including Griffey, Boggs, Conseco, uh, and they're cool cards. I mean, they're really cool looking cards. So if I can finish that set, I'm not really a set builder. I know that's something you're really good at, but I'm not really a set builder. But that would be like one that I really have, have, have tried pretty hard at. Yeah, what I love about collecting sets is that you get the guys that you may or may not have sent an autograph request to. So you get these guys that only had a cup of coffee in the majors. Yeah. Maybe they played one or two years. And you get a lot of guys that like, oh, that's cool. And I, you learn about these guys. And it's, I like, I like, I like getting the guys, you know, the Archie Mannings just as much as I like getting the Mike, Mark Icon, Corns. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I just love getting, I just love getting the guys. And, and it's, uh, it's just fun.
So funny story on that, actually. Um, so Kyle Blanks, who got a, you know, played nine years in the majors, Padres, athletics. Uh, and I know there's nine years because he's a friend. He's become a friend of mine. I interviewed him for my show on something else years ago. He literally just called me as I was recording, returning my call from earlier. But he um, gets these random autograph requests, obviously, uh, from playing the majors. And he, like, just doesn't get it. He's like, why do people care about me? Like, you know? <laughs> and I have to let him know as a collector. I'm like, it, there's, there's so many reasons, man. But, like, me personally, like, I get to call you a friend. And, like, that's cool. I, I appreciate that. But I know for a lot of people, you know, it's, it's just whether it's finishing a set or, or they're just Padres fans and they want all the guys who are ever in the top 50 prospects or whatever, yep. you know, there's a reason why they want your signature beyond just thinking, you know, being fans of yours. But it is funny when you talk to some of them who aren't big into this world and they're just like, I don't get this at all, but you know, all the power to you. <laughs> no, I know. I, I have a great listener. He's, he's trying to get an autograph from every Buffalo Sabre that ever played. Now, 99% of the guys that he's getting autographs for have no value at all to anyone right. but yeah. him. But God love him. He is he he is working on it. He and he knows the guys that played one period for the Sabres, and those are the tough ones that 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 he's that that he has to get, and he has to go find out these guys, you know, that play played three games in 1976 for the for the Sabres. It's just it's awesome. I I think it's just a, I, that's one of the things I love about collecting is that it doesn't matter what you collect as long as you're passionate about it and you have fun with it. And lesson I always talk about this is that don't worry about the value because yeah. the value will come. Collect what you love, and the value will come. And I think if you have, if people have are having fun with it, I think that's much more important than than uh, you know make make making a a mint off of, of somebody's signature. But you know, and, and the value, it's nice to have value. I'm not going to say that it's not nice to have value, but collecting for fun is really important. I, I couldn't agree more. And that's what, again, what I love about your show, man, is that like, yes, I, I literally, I've got a Mike Trout sitting here next to me, a Buck O'Neill, like some of these balls that they are worth something. And they're, they're and even more than that, like the average person knows who Mike Trout is, right? The average person, you know, I've got a Carlton Fisk here that's like personalized to me and stuff like that, like all very cool. But the, the, the chase is something when you appreciate the chase when you appreciate yep. getting like you said you know the the guy who i have a couple of people where i've asked them to and they've graciously written moonlight graham like as a joke on the card <laughs> as an inscription because they've literally been up for half an inning getting that back for me and like going to show my wife like i can't believe i actually got this guy back you know that to me is even more fun i'm not gonna say more fun than getting my mike trout ball because like this is amazing but you know it, it's not about the value it's about the fun of it and and the 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 you know like you were saying about the guy doing the complete set he's clearly doing this for the love of it and maybe if he gets all of them there's some worth in that but you know the average person isn't going to care at all but he's right his thing and that's what's so beautiful about this hobby Jay, we're talking to Jay Schiffman. Jay Schiffman is the collector. He is from Philadelphia. He is a speaker, a storyteller, and a podcast host. He hosts a podcast called Choose Your Struggle. Jay, why don't you tell us a little about your, your podcast and who's it geared to? And, and if someone wants to uh, listen to it, how they can listen to it. Yeah, so they're currently, I am currently on hiatus. Um, I spent four years doing this, uh, starting in 20, uh, 2020 and finishing early this year. Um, sorry, 2019, finishing early this year. But uh, So I'm a guy in long-term recovery. 
uh, and my shows are about uh, drug use, um, uh, addiction, mental health, but not from your typical, you know, sort of the basically I got into this guy wasn't hearing my story my I didn't come the traditional AA route and all that kind of stuff when I got into recovery so I wanted a, an avenue for other people um, one of my shows ran three years or has run three years the other one was a documentary uh, a 10-part uh, podcast documentary called um, Choose, Your, Choose Your Struggle Presents uh, Made It which is a, a, a podcast series about a woman here in Philadelphia who was in recovery and started an organization that, that helps others um, and, and I, I will say very briefly, you can find all that on my website, jshiffman.com. But uh, very briefly, a fun story with that is that 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 Carlton Fisk ball, um, you know, I, I was purposely trying to get people that are in recovery or some connection to mental health or something like that. So, um, you know, I've got a couple other guys that are, are very open about their uh, their own struggles, have have written me nice notes and all that. But the Carlton Fisk ball, the reason it's so special, I'm literally sitting right here next to my desk is, um, you know, for those of people like me in recovery, mental health struggles, Robin Williams was an absolute hero. Um, he was very open about his own struggles. And, and, and sadly, he lost that battle at the end of his life. But uh, he was in a movie that, in my opinion, is one of the best for, for getting it right about what a good therapist looks like. And that was Good Will Hunting. Sure. And there's that very famous scene of him reenacting the Carlton Fisk home run in game six of the World Series against my, my hometown system at Cincinnati Reds. And so I wrote Carlton Fisk a note, was like, look, here's the deal, here's why. Would you mind inscribing this ball? I gotta go see about a girl, which is, you know, Robin Williams' line from that movie. And not only did he send it back, and again, I have it sitting right here, but he wrote a note being like, you know, yes, Robin Williams was the king, enjoy the, you know, enjoy this autograph. So uh, that way I kind of mirrored both my, my passion of, 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 you know, talking about uh, addiction and my own struggles and all that with this incredible hobby and my, my passion of collecting and, um, that Carlton Fisk ball is sitting right next to one from Jim Maloney, the famous Reds pitcher, pitched two no hitters. Two no hitters, sure. Yeah, who who I've met again, wonderful, like Bobby Chance, wonderful guy. Um, that says recovery is possible. He's also been very open about his own struggles. So um, I do. I that's something where I like to bring that in personally, you know, and 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 it means so much more to me. Uh, Jim Maloney, very collectible, obviously two no hitters, never gonna not be a guy people want. But um, and same with Carlton Fisk, right? One of the greatest catchers, one of the greatest baseball players of all time. But there's this was a way to make those even more personal, which which I definitely encourage everybody to to do uh, and write to these guys because most of the time, as you know, Jeff, and most of the time the guys are very into it and are like, "Wow, what an incredible story!" Happy to help or whatever the case is. Yeah, I think these guys are. Um, you know, we got to remember a lot of these guys are in the seventies and eighties now, and. and you know they haven't played for fifty or sixty years, so so they you know they like to be remembered. They they they, they like to reminisce about their their time in, in the majors and, and uh, you know talk about the guys that they played with and their friends. And I think that's what they all remember. They remember the friendships they developed as opposed to you know striking out or hitting a home run or whatever. I think and it's always it always comes back to the friendships. And um, I think it, it's I love talking to these guys. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be the, the, the all-star hall of famer. It's again, the, the guy that, that had, uh, 10 years in the majors and, um, it really enjoys getting fan mail still. And I think that that's, you got to remember that we're invading their turf when we ask for an autograph, right? They, there's no reason why any of these guys have to sign a picture, sign a card, do whatever for us. They're, they're doing us. Um, they're doing it for us, and, and I think you got to remember that 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 they're being nice enough to spend a, a minute, and that it, establishing any relationship is is a, a fun part of this whole hobby that we we've 
grown to love, right? I couldn't have said it better myself. I couldn't agree more. And, and sort of in that vein, you know, I appreciate you having me on here, right? I mean, you have one of the most fun shows in, in, in the collecting space and to get a chance to come on here and nerd out about Star Wars and about collecting with you has been a joy. So thank you so much for having me, Jeff. And I will be very excited to hear this one when it comes out. Jay, thank you. I appreciate it. Nice to meet you guys. Check out Jay's uh, podcast. Jay, when are you uh, starting up again? Uh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm I'm talking to the people about that right now. I want there to be a season two of that, um, of, of Made It. Uh, the first one was called Stay Savage, about the Savage Sisters organization here in Philadelphia. Um, and, and definitely open to that, um, planning it all out right now. So we'll see. And you can follow Jay. Jay is on um, Instagram. He's on Twitter. Uh, Jay Schiffman, S-H-I-F-M-A-N. And uh, if you have any questions or you want to um, reach out to Jay, you can send me an email, ttmcast at yahoo.com, and I'll forward it off to Jay. Jay, it was a pleasure meeting you. Nice to talk a little Star Wars with you, my friend. May and, the force and, be with you. And we may the force be with you. We'll see you again. All right, but be good. Guys, getting the value of your trading cards has never been easier thanks to the free Collects app. And now you can buy and sell cards with other collectors. With a million collectors on the app, you can find just about anything. Build your PC, sell off your cards for top dollar, and trade up to get your Grail card. Or if you're just looking to manage your collection, try Collects Pro, where you can export your collection, print checklists, and much more. Download Collect C-O-L-L-X for free on the App Store or Google Play. Well, Drew, the best part about what we do is that you can collect anything, right? There's, yes. Uh, Les and I were talking about this. Is like everyone collects something, right? It, and uh, it's it, it's great that you can specialize in something and find something that you love. And, uh, you know, we always talk about this, right? Collect what you love and everything will fall into place. The value, the money, and everything else will fall into place after uh, you know, you're, you're, you collect indoor soccer cards. Well, that's your passion. It's great. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, there's so much different things to collect. Jay Jiffman took TTM and his love for Star Wars and started collecting TTM, uh, Star Wars, TTM autographs. So it's just really cool to hear, um, somebody else's passion. Don't you think? Absolutely. And I mean, I think it's just kind of human nature to, you know, collect something, anything it could be, I mean, and there's going to be value to be found in just about anything that even if you're collecting like freaking thimbles or something like that yeah somewhere there's going to be a valuable one in there that's going to be a part of your collection at some point and even if you don't have it hey you're going to enjoy at least what you have and that's one of the things that i've always heard people say is collect what you enjoy and you'll enjoy what you collect yeah and it's it's funny because you're you know sometimes you think you're the only person that collects whatever xyz yeah. and then i always thought that you know back back in the day is like i you know i'm collecting baseball cards and who who the hell wants baseball cards anymore and you know it's just just talk just talking there's other people that are collecting there's a, a great community out there um and th this show proves it right because yeah. that's what it is it's a great uh talking to fellow collectors so if you want to be on the show and collectors corner we'd love to have you just send us an email to ttmcast at yahoo.com Thanks, buddy. That wraps up Collector's Corner. Next up is Making, Making the, grade. the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. Have you graded your sports cards with CSG yet? There's no better time than now. Every authenticated sports card arrives in the hobby's best holder. CSG is known for their expertise, integrity, and world-class service. 
Get your sports cards for as low as $12 a card with CSG. Go to csgcards.com to start your submission today and get $10 off the first year of your membership with code TTMCAST. All right, but we got some grading numbers from our friends at gemrate.com. For, uh, this is for May 15th to the 21st. Yes, for last week. So uh, PSA down 12%, but 237,000 cards passing through there. You see that uh, double-digit shift every week there. It's like, eh, it's not that much, really. Yeah. Uh, SGC up 11%, 24,000 cards have gone through their offices. CGC, you know, we've been mentioning them, but they've been kind of surprisingly low the last few weeks. Well, uh, 19,600 cards for them this week. That is a 137% increase in their numbers. So uh, nice bounce back right there for them. And uh, Beckett, a big rise as well. 33% increase over the previous week, 19,300. That's more of the range that we have become accustomed to seeing out of Beckett. So good to see them bouncing back. And, uh, you know, we've mentioned this before, the magic number seems to be about 300,000 cards each week. And that's Pretty much what we've hit right here. Imagine having a quarter of a million cards run through your facility every week. What PSA is doing it. It's incredible um, how many cards that they see. And it's it's great to, you know, uh, it's great to see so many cards being graded because I think it's still, it shows that the hobby is still healthy. It does. I mean, I'm looking over here at like all my boxes of stuff here and I've got a lot of cards sitting here and it's like, that much every week and then some good god but yeah I that's know. i mean it's a good sign for sure i mean everybody seems to be wanting to get their cards graded right now and uh yeah i mean you look at any show 80 percent of the tables are going to have some kind of a graded card on them probably close to 95 percent even yeah i agree uh it's amazing how much grading has um become so important in our hobby in the last 10 years it has i mean yeah it just shows that i mean people are so careful and concerned with making sure their stuff stays in good shape like even just straight from the pack you go you, you know you go back to 1960s you shove them in a shoebox yep and it's like no if you're using a shoebox now it's like my god man what are you doing so, yeah. <laughs> i know well hey that wraps up uh grading numbers from our friends at gem uh, gem rate and now it is time for the big three, the big three. this week's big three is brought to you by gemrate.com whose cards are hot and whose cards are cold this week Let's find out from our friends at gemrate.com. Well, the big three is from our friends at Gemrate. This is exclusive content, guys. We are the only ones that get this. Uh, we run down the, the top three increase, increasing, uh, I don't know, movers, right? And the, yeah. the, to, the, the bottom three, the guys that have, have shown the, the least amount of uh, growth and, and grading. So this week we have three um two football and one baseball player we have uh nolan gorman who was the st louis cardinals uh, prospect he was up 38 percent. oh i forgot to mention grading was down five percent last week so yeah grading still kind of is fluctuating right from week to week it was, we you know we had a, a big streak where it was great up every week and last uh, i think three out of the last four weeks has been down right yeah something like that yeah so we got nolan gorman was up 38 percent couple quarterbacks justin herbert was up 35 percent, and joe burrow was up 31 percent. um i'm not sold on justin herbert i am really not sold on justin herbert as a uh as a long-term investment and as a um you know a a, a true goat in, in terms of being a guy that you have to collect i think joe burrow is pretty is getting there but burrow has definitely established himself there with a couple of really great playoff appearances but yeah herbert i think i mean 
I've got a feeling Herbert may end up just like his predecessor in uh, the Chargers there in Philip Rivers, a guy who's, you know, he's going to be good, but he's never going to quite get over that hump. There's just something, I don't know. There's just something I'm not feeling there with him, but yeah. Even all the way back to Dan Fouts, right? Not, not yeah. to Dan Fouts is a hall of famer and threw for more passes and was more touchdowns than just about anybody, buddy, but he never made it to that next level. You know what I mean? He, yeah. The top, even the Terry Bradshaw, uh, Troy Aikman level where, okay, you're a champion. Mm-hmm. You got it. You got it. You got. You know. I think Charles Barkley would say that. You know. He did, and Patrick Ewing. Those guys yeah. just in John Stockton, right? Carl Malone, great players, all outstanding players, but they just never made it to that Scotty Pippen level, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you know being kind of you know second tier, so to speak. There, like you know, Pippen was behind Jordan and all that, but it's just yeah. I don't, there's something lacking to get him up to that top tier or to get them to that championship level and. It might not be them. It might be the team around them a little bit too. And I just, yeah, Herbert right now, I just, the Chargers need to do a lot more build he, around. I don't him. think he has it, Drew. Well, yeah. his 2020 uh, Donruss Optic rookie card, card number 152, contributed to the his rise this week. That was up 144%. So, um, you know, the people are out there love Herbert. And I think, as a, you know, we got fantasy football coming up and I, I've had him on my team, but he just mm-hmm. is, there's something missing right now. I don't know what it is. There is. And you know what, Justin Herbert, if you're listening, go out there and prove us wrong. That's right. All right, Drew, who are the, who are the three downers? A little bit of a surprise there. Jerry Rice uh, tops the list of drops this week. 32% decrease in his grading numbers there. Jalen Waddell, another wide receiver, down 28%. And over in the baseball world, a 28% decrease also for Pete Rose. But he's one where I think we've had a couple of uh, rises out of him recently as well. So kind of not too shocking that he falls back uh, falls back to earth there. Well, Drew, I want to thank our friends at the Big Three, the Big Three, the Gemrate.com for the Big Three. Again, this is exclusive content. We had Ryan on last week, and he actually delivered, a, did a great job delivering the Big Three. And uh, we'll have him on, I think, probably one one more time, maybe right before the national, because uh, to give you and I a break. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, gotta 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 save the pipes there. You know. All right, that closes up the Big Three. Next up is the TTM Cast Stamp of Approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. All right, Drew. Yes. This one, I'm going to give this one to you because this is, it, 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 I, I, I am so uh, in with, with this, with with your big three here. It, it just make, uh, I know the feeling. So why don't you go do, do your big three? All right. So my, uh, my stamp of approval for the week is uh, our friend Aubrey that uh, has been on the show before. She is a friend of my wife and I, and, uh, TTM collector there as well, but uh, she's got three kids and her oldest one is 18 and just finished high school, went to uh, their graduation the other day. Uh, I was back on Sunday, actually, over at Frisco. And uh, yeah, so her oldest child is autistic and, uh, you know, has the has the issues that kind of come with that and everything and also super smart as well. But uh, I mean, there was concern like, you know, is this is this kid going to be able to get through high school? And finally, this week. At age 18, Sam Turner has graduated from high school. So a big congratulations there on uh, getting through. And so that is my stamp approval for the week is uh, Aubrey's oldest kid getting through high school. My wife and I went to the graduation with them and everything. And yeah, it was just pretty cool getting to see that and be a part of all that. Congratulations, Sam. And congratulations, Aubrey. Is Sam going to college? Does he have plans? Uh, Yeah, going to be going to uh, just one of the local colleges here, kind of uh, one of the community colleges. It's uh, I think like Collin County or something like that. Now, I'm sure you've known Aubrey for a while. Do you remember uh, Sam being like a little kid running around? (laughs) 
not that long. We've known Aubrey since about like what 2018, I want to say, okay. 2019, somewhere around there. So uh I think yeah, Sam would have been probably just entering high school, I think, by the time we started uh starting with her. So yeah, my we we used to babysit my nephews when when they were little, and now my 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 oldest nephew, he is uh, I think he's thirty or thirty one. He's a police officer, and my my other nephew, he's like twenty seven, he's like twenty eight or twenty nine, and he's living with this girl. And it's just like I remember when you guys were little kids, we used to play ball in the backyard. It's just make makes you feel old when you hit these milestones. It does, yeah. I mean, my wife and I were saying, you know, good God, that could be our kid out there, and. Uh... I mean, just looking back, there's a set, there's a, the kids I used to babysit when I was in high school, they all turned 30 a couple of years ago. And I'm just like, what the hell is this? When did, when did this happen? You yeah, know, yeah. No, you guys were like, who said you five. could become 30? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they were like five when I, you know, saw them around my church and stuff. So yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm getting old all of a sudden. Wow. Uh, all right, Drew. Well, thank you again. Congratulations, Sam. Congratulations, Aubrey. Very, very, very proud of you guys. Good job. Well, my stamp of approval is a limited uh, series, TV series. Um, you know, where where we my we always my son and my wife and I, um, the three in the house. My daughter is is out at school, so we always try to pick something that we can watch as a family. Uh, you know, sometime a mini series or or a movie or whatever. And my son uh, stumbled across this. It's called The Small Light. It's on. Il- Hulu and uh, Disney Plus. It's a limited series. It's really it's about um, the Anne Frank story, really, from the um, the point of view of Meep, Meep Geist, who was one of the people that worked for the Franks and uh, helped hide them. And her and her husband uh, worked to hide other Jews during the war. And um, you know the 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 trauma of dealing with with all that happened during war, the World War Two. It's really well done. Um, it, it's, you know, it's from the, you know, the Anne Frank, uh, it's all about Anne Frank and the Frank family. So it's kind of like watching the Titanic and that, you know, how this whole thing's going to end. Right. Right. But, <laughs> but it's still really interesting. And in, in the, in the people that were, were in it and, and played the, uh, Meep and, and her husband and uh, all the, the friends that worked to help the Franks, um, they played it really well. The, uh, the costuming and the, you know, the, the cars and all the cuff. The, the, the stuff that made a, a 40s time fair were really great so they didn't they didn't pull it they didn't cheap out on anything check it out it's called a small a small light and it's on hulu or disney plus it's very it's i think there's either eight or nine episodes in the series so um check that one out all right that is my ttm cast stamp of approval next up is the Vern rap minute Vern Rap Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rap. In fact, it's funny. I'll, I'll, before we tell them about the Vern Rap Minute uh, thing, I saw a post on social media yesterday um, about Vern Rap and um, Al Herboski. And Al Herboski was the Mad Hungarian. Remember him? He's a great yes. DPMer. Well, him and Vern Rap had a um, butting of heads when Vern Rap was the manager of the Cardinals and Herboski was the Cardinals. 
Vern Rapp was like, you have to shave, shave your mustache. You want to clear everyone clean cut. You know, he, Vern Rapp was uh, an old, you know, old, old school guy. Right. And yeah. uh, him, him and Herboski really had it at it. And I was like, it, it's, it, it's kind of funny when you see his name in print other than when we do the Vern Rapp. So, right. <laughs> so the Vern Rapp mid is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rapp who, who passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request. We do this as a service to our fellow TTMers, let them know who passed away. In the world of sports and celebrities, so you're not embarrassed by sending out a TTM request. So somebody is no longer with us. Well, this week we lost a few people in the world of sports and entertainment. First, we lost Marv Edwards. Marv Edwards was 88 years old. He played goalie for the Pittsburgh Penguins, Toronto Maple Leafs, and the California Golden Seals from 1969 to 1974. He appeared in 61 games, but he he started his career in the minors in like 1950 or something. He was he's one of those guys that played forever. Um, I, one of the, the cool things that I, I noticed when I was reading a story about Mr. Edwards is only 866 play, people have played goal in the NHL, wow. which is which is unbelievable. Uh, Ed Mar, Marv Edwards played 61 games, which brings him to 400th on the list of all time list of games played as a goalie. So uh, Marv Edwards, he was last TTM'd in 2018. He was 88 years old. Uh, we lost Cotton Nash this week. Cotton was one of only 13 players ever to have played in both the NBA and Major League Baseball. I can think of, I think, about four others off the top of my head. So, yeah, yeah Danny Ainge, Dave DeBusher. Yep. You, those are the two guys that are always like, on my uh, list. What's Chuck, Connors. Name? Um, Chuck Connors. Yeah, Chuck right? Connors was one. Um, there's one other one who I'm totally blanking on. And then uh, Dick Grote as well. Yeah, Dick Grote, sure. So, yep. But yeah, several others too. So one of only 13 to do that. He was a member of the Lakers and the Warriors and the Kentucky Colonels from 1964 to 1965. Played 13 games with the White Sox and the Twins over on the baseball side of things. So brief career in the major leagues. Uh, great TTMer though. Cotton Nash, 80 years old. We lost an Olympic gold medalist. His name was uh, Terry McDermott. He was known as the Essexville Rocket. He was a speed skater in the 64 and 68 winter games. He won a gold in 64, a silver in 68. Uh, he last TTM'd in 2021. Terry McDermott was 82 years old. Uh, we lost Rick Hummel this week, a legendary baseball writer from St. Louis. Hall of Famer, actually, is one of the, uh, whatever the writing side of the Ford Frick Award was. I Ford, Frick, Ford Frick, right? Award. Was I know the, I thought the Ford Frick Award was the broadcasting one. So okay. we got a broadcasting one and a writing one. I forget which one is which, but it was whichever one of those goes to the writers. He was a uh, winner of that one, so Hall of Fame inductee in that way. Rick Hummel was 77 years old. We lost uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, uh, singer and, and, and entertainer. She was in movies. Her name was Tina Turner, Tina Turner, Ike Turner. Remember her? She was she was really big in the 80s, right? She had all sorts yes. of tons of hits in the 80s, uh, known for her flamboyant costumes and uh, husky voice. And she was a, a great entertainer. We lost Trina Turner. She was 83 years old. Uh, we also lost Rick Hoyt this week, a legend in the Boston area. You may not uh, know the name off the top of your head, but you've probably seen a picture of him. He ran 32 Boston marathons while pushing his dad in a wheelchair. No, no, the other way around. He was the one that was in the, he was, the he one was one. in the wheelchair. Okay. Yep. So his dad would push him in the wheelchair. There we go. But yeah, ran 32 Boston marathons that way. Uh, Rick Hoyt was 61 years old. Cool. Thank you. Well, guys, that wraps up the Vern Rap Minute. We are uh, sorry for your loss. Condolences go out to friends and family. Uh, Drew, next up, we'll do a little TTM returns, all right? All right. All right. Now up, TTM returns. Drew, what was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM returns. 
Why don't you do yours first? You had four. I think I had five. So we're yep. about the same amount. Why don't you go yeah. ahead and run, run with it? Cool. Yeah, I'll cover my uh, TTMs here in a moment. I got two purchases in here I want to cover as well real quick, just uh, both via Facebook. Got a uh, Francisco Mejia card for my 2021 uh, Heritage set. Nice. He's a tough signer, apparently. So for me to be able to land that one for $8, I'm like, yes, we will gladly go ahead and take that one. And also scooped one for the uh, Heritage Miners set, Michael Escoto. Got that one for around the same price as well. But uh, the funny thing there with that Escoto one, the guy that I bought it from is actually moving down here to Texas. He's going to be in Stephenville at uh, working with a college out there. So I was giving him kind of a scouting report on graphing around the area there. So I'm sure I'll be seeing him out at a few games at some point here during the season. And so community, uh, my friend, it's all about community, right? Exactly. It absolutely is. So really cool to find that out. And yeah, hopefully we'll uh, run into him. It's uh, Andrew Lowe is the guy's name. So hopefully we'll be seeing him out at some games, but yeah, TTM time. So I got, uh, I mentioned last week that I had Jim Johnson coming my way, former defenseman for the Penguins and the North Stars and I think the Phoenix Coyotes as well. But uh, yeah, I did indeed get him in on Saturday, right after we recorded the show there. He signed all four cards I mailed to him. So happy to add him into the collection. Uh, let's see here. So Monday, I was supposed to get two in on Monday. Only one of them showed up, but it was a big one though. Uh, you may mention, may remember a couple of weeks ago on, uh, for anybody who watched it in my videos, that uh, Aubrey got Steve Aoki in the mail, who is a uh, big time guy in the DJing world, in uh, electronic dance music, all that kind of stuff. And he's also a big uh, baseball card collector and uh, has thrown out the first pitch in a Dodgers game before. And they did one of those first pitch cards of him. And so I mailed that off to him and got that back in about a month. So uh, I showed that off on a couple of groups of people like, oh, my God, how did, how did you land that one? I'm like, you throw it out there, you hope for the best, basically. And I, I, I got lucky on mine. So. Very happy to get that one in. Um, I said, like I said, I had another one that was supposed to come in that day, but didn't. Fortunately, it did show up two days later. So two of them that came in on Wednesday, I got a Michel Goulet, Hockey Hall of Famer. Got him okay. back in uh, two weeks or so. Great signer. I mean, he's uh, if you haven't said to him and you're a hockey fan, you're missing out. I mean, this is a guy with 500 career goals. He'll respond very quickly. He's out in Colorado now. But it was two-week turnaround on there. It's another set edition there for my 1988-89 uh, top set. And the other big one, this is one that I was hoping to get Monday. It didn't show up. I raised a stink with the post office and it showed up on Wednesday, fortunately. But the funny thing is it has RTS written on my envelope. <laughs> it's like, for God's sake, I use a rubber stamp on my thing. It's not like, you know, I'm writing this. You can't read my writing or anything like that. It's not like my address has changed at any point. Uh, but uh, yeah, fortunately, it showed up in my mailbox, though, on Wednesday. And it's Dominic Hasek, the Dominator, sent to him over in the Czech Republic at a uh, had uh, three of his rookie cards I mailed out to him. He signed uh, one out of the three, which I'm perfectly happy. I will take that any day there. And uh, yeah, he signed my upper deck rookie cards. So another one to add into the Hall of Fame TTM collection there. It took about three and a half months total on the turnaround from that one. Very cool. He did good. Yeah, and I've got a uh, Jose Canseco private signing that should be coming in today as well. So I'll make sure to mention that uh, next week as well, just to, to make sure that it comes in and everything, but should be here today. Very cool. Well, you know, I forgot to mention this on Baker's Dozen, but um, I have a couple of Jude, Jude Duran cards, 76 yeah. and 77 tops cards. I got um, duplicate cards back from, from him that I sent out two requests, and I usually don't do that. So uh, uh, I'm going to give away two, two Jude Duran cards, 76 and 77 tops cards uh, autographed by him. Um, all you have to do is send me an email to ptmcast at yahoo.com. Yep. And uh, just put in uh, Duran in, in the, the subject line and then I'll, I'll i think we'll give them away next saturday okay drew so Sounds good uh, if you just want you don't have to do anything just give send me your name and your mailing address to 
TTMcast at yahoo.com. Yeah, put Druen in the subject line and I'll give away uh, two cards. It's not, you have to do anything. Just just, uh, just a thank you for listening. So good luck with that. Well, I got five returns. Um, I got Archie Manning, my boy, Archie Manning, who hated Yay. me forever. So I got him on his 83 tops card. He assigned his name and um, like Blue Sharpie. And took a couple weeks, maybe like three or four weeks. It's his 83 tops card. He's pictured as Eastern Oilers. So I was, I thought it was kind of cool. I'd seen uh, the, the card had been hanging around for a while. And I saw it and I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. So I set that yeah. off. Very happy to get back, that back. I got Mark Eichhorn, who was a great reliever for the Toronto Blue Jays back in the late 80s and early 90s. He signed his 86 and 87 tops card with a Bible verse and Blue Sharpie. Took a couple of weeks. I got Mark Thurman, who was a pitcher. He was a, I think he was a starter and reliever, right, Drew? He did a little of both. Yeah, I think so. I think he, uh, yeah, started early on, then uh, reliever once he got to the Tigers. I think. Yeah, he was a Padre and Tiger. He signed his eighty-seven tops card with a, a Bible verse in blue sharpie. Nice, a really nice signature. Happy to get that. That was a couple of weeks. I got Phil Russell. Phil Russell was a defenseman with the Chicago Blackhawks. He signed his seventy-seven. Uh, Tops card, and uh, I don't know if he played with anyone else. He started in '72, uh, but he signed his name and number. That took he was of- eventually the head coach of the Cleveland Lumberjacks in the IHL. There you go. Yep. <laughs> you can you got to get you got to go through Cleveland one way or another, right? Exactly. The, all, all collecting roads with me run through Cleveland. <laughs> and then finally, I got Daryl Roll. Daryl Roll was a safety with the New York Jets. He he signed his '83 and '84. Tops card it's with his uh name and no number just his name and that one took maybe like a i don't know four weeks to come back so um i've been really sh- sh- shirking my duties as a ttm to get some of these my ttm requests out so i'm going to try next week to to get a bunch out but it's okay five returns in a week is, is i'm very happy with yeah right but well that wraps up returns i think we should wrap up the show what do you think yeah i think we got everything uh, covered in here pretty well all right, let's put a bow on it, guys. And this is how it ends. First, I want to thank Jay Schiffman, who joined me in Collector's Corner. It's great to talk to him. Les Wolf, of course, talking negotiations, the art of negotiations. If you didn't listen to my uh, TTM cast stamp, the TTM cast one-on-one on Wednesday, we had Gil Hodges Jr., uh, talking about his famous dad and talking about his dad's time in the Marines and during World War II. And we have uh, Memorial Day weekend this weekend. So, uh, you know, re- remember our veterans. And it's a, it's a great interview. So make sure you check that out. Next Saturday, we will have Jeff Owens from Sports Collectors Digest. He is their editor. And we'll have him next Saturday. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Next, I do this all the time. We'll have Jeff Owens next Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> He will be on TTMcast 101. Jeff Owens will be on Wednesday. Next Saturday, we will have collector Nick Andrews, who is uh, collecting the 1969 signed Tops basketball set. So we'll have him on, and we will have here from Clemente Lise. Oh, Drew, I messed that all up, but it's, well, we're going to go with that. <laughs> Hopefully, we, I didn't confuse you guys. The, everyone will sort it out pretty sure. I mean, yeah. The best thing is don't miss any episodes. Listen yes. to us every Wednesday. Listen to us every Saturday. You'll get all sorts of cool stuff. You can win. You can register to win stuff. You can learn some stuff. And and best of all, we can talk TTMing and collecting. So just listen to us on Wednesday and listen to us, us on Saturday. You won't be disappointed, right, Drew? Exactly. And I mean, as long as you're tuning in every day, 
eh, we'll we'll try to get it right as to who's going to be on. But eh, just tune in, and you'll you'll catch it anyway. That's right. All right. Thank you, Joy. I appreciate it. you. Have a great week, guys. Wishing everyone many happy returns. We'll see you on Wednesday. Be good. <laughs>